Hello, hello. Welcome to BibleTruthProject.com's podcast. I'm Matt Weaver. And I uh, want to welcome you to today's episode. It has been several months again since I have um, done an episode, really since the end of June. Uh, certainly have not been dormant or bored. I just, um, I guess it takes effort, you know, to <laughs> put podcasts out. But I've certainly not slacked as far as uh, what my efforts have been in studying, etc., and uh, thought I'd do an episode just in light of all the things that have happened in 2020 and also the stuff that has to do with like the Abraham Accords. For those who uh, are not aware of what Abraham Accords are, basically the peace treaty that Israel is starting to make with uh, different nations, including uh, some of the Emirates. Um, Sudan just signed a peace treaty. There's supposedly 10 other countries that are going to sign peace treaties with Israel after the U.S. election. So... Really kind of interesting times that we live in. Um, from a prophecy standpoint, a group of us from uh, from my local congregation have been getting together. We've been studying prophecy now for quite a number of weeks and just trying to wrap our heads around from a you know group perspective of Daniel 11, Daniel 8, uh, 7, 9, I guess 12, pretty much all of Daniel, some of Ezekiel, and all these different <coughs> kind of prophetic pictures of the... Antichrist, anti-Messiah uh, point of view. And I, in light of this uh, Abraham Accords, like, what, what do we make out of this? Is this, is this, are we living in the prophetic last days or, or the eschatological last days, or are we, have we moved beyond that? Um, you know, a year ago, pretty much just over a year ago, um, we were in Saudi Arabia for, with the first ever Christian uh, tour of Saudi Arabia, officially sanctioned Christian tour of Saudi Arabia with Joel Richardson. And I was like, I was just, I was blown away. That experience has changed me so dramatically. And uh, next week, actually, a year ago, we were in Israel. We were there, and we were there for two weeks. And uh, those were tremendously, tremendously important experiences. And here we are a year later. And wow, what just think about all the things that we've been through in the last year and the just magnitude of a shift that we've experienced with COVID. And, um, you know, now we have the elections and we've got the peace treaties. And it's like, this is literally how much can change in a year. It can really be this dramatic. It quite quickly, the world can change. And as, as people, um, looking for you know prophetic signs and things like that you know what what does that even you know what does that mean what does that mean for us what does that mean from a prophecy standpoint um are we closer than we were obviously you know is this the birth pains some people want to say all these are great questions i don't know that i personally have answers i have opinions and i think it's fair to have opinions um but as we look at this whole scenario i think the the really important thing to understand is that Jesus spoke of one sign that is quite clear, and that's in, found in Matthew 24, and it's the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel. And I think this is, um, this is very important. Jesus, in speaking about the last days, in speaking about this time frame, Okay, if you look at Matthew 24, verse 15, down to verse 28, 
it's speaking about this desolation, abomination, desolation, period. That's what he's kind of speaking of in that chunk of scripture. And I'm just going to read it here. So when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through the Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. So we have this prophetic picture that Jesus warns people uh, who are living at, in, in Jerusalem, okay, those in Judea, to get out. If you want to survive, get out. When you see the abomination of desolation, get out. Now, when does Daniel speak about the abomination that makes desolate? So we have to go, and basically the reference, the clearest reference is Daniel 12. And this is on the tail end of uh, Daniel 11. So Daniel 11 is speaking basically between the conflicts of the king of the north and king of the south. There's a whole sequence of wars that happen. You have to remember in Jesus' time, Daniel was not divided the way it is. So Daniel 10, 11, and 12 is really kind of linked together. And I think that's important uh, to remember so that we don't separate it. But Daniel 11 and 12 originally, of course, would not have been separated. So when we look at Daniel 11, we see, you know, all this movement military-wise, you could say wars and rumors of wars. I think that's a, a very uh, key thing to look at. The rumors of wars, there's a, there's a rumor section here in Daniel 11 that is probably what he's speaking about. And so Jesus, I think, in his mind is thinking Daniel 11, what we would call Daniel 11, and Daniel 12. And it says that at that time, so it's the time of these final kings between the king of the north and the south, okay? So at that time, um, at the final conflict, whatever that is, if you're looking, if you're looking at it, you're probably um, Daniel 40 on. And it says, but reports from the east and the north will alarm him. That's the rumors of wars part. Wars and rumors of wars. So it's interesting because you have wars first, then you have this report from the east, and that sets him up for the final conflict. And if you look, go back in Matthew 24, he's actually thinking this in context, I think, because it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, he's talking about a lot of different things you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. I think it's interesting because he talks about wars, then he talks about rumors of wars. It's the same sequence as we find in Daniel 11. Wars first, then that rumors of wars. And that is what sets him up. So in Matthew 24, 15, so when you see abomination of desolation spoken of through the Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. Now, if we go back to Daniel 11, or Daniel 12, I'm sorry. At that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the people, will arise. And there will be time. Uh, hang on here. No, 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 it is Daniel 11's lighter part. Let me just scroll down quick here. I'm sorry. Uh, where did I see that? I was just looking at it. Yeah, it is Daniel 12. Just see here. Okay. So... If you look at Daniel 12, for instance, I don't know if I want to read it all, but basically Daniel 12, 4, this vision, uh, Gabriel or whoever speaking to him is saying, Daniel, close up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many will run back and forth and knowledge will increase. 
I think the sealing of the book is indicative of the revelation unsealing of the book. Of course, they wouldn't have had a book like we do. They would have a scroll. But uh, the same scroll, I think, is in play. And the same scroll is this latter conflict set of sequences that brings about um, the um, the last days, I guess, the eschatological wars. Many will run back and forth, and, will incre- and knowledge will increase. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others stood there, one on the bank of the river and the other one on the, on the other bank of the river. One said to, to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, How long until the end of the wondrous things? Then I heard the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, and he raised his uh, both hands right and left towards heaven and swore by an oath to him who lives forever ever, said it for his time, times, and half. Then, when the breaking of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things will be finished. I think that's quite interesting. When the breaking of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things will be finished. So time, times, and half a time. And as I understand time, I understand Hebrew a little bit, uh, understand the principles, and I can speak a little bit of Hebrew. So as I understand it, this is kind of a, a way of telling of times, if you will. So you have... A moed, and even today you would say moed. You know, so it's moed, moed, and uh, kesti, or half or middle. So moed, moed, kesti, and the moed. I'm just looking here at the original. Looking if it's in the plural here. So time times moeda moed moed time times and a half, which is basically giving you um, fixed time or a season, or you could say a year. Uh, conventionally, would be a year, but anyway. So time times and half, and when you shall have. Uh, Accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. Let me switch back to versions. Many will be purified, made spotless, and refined, but the wicked will act wickedly. None of the wicked will understand, but will the wise will understand. And then it gives this clue, and this is the abomination, okay? From the time that the daily burnt offering is taken away, the abomination of desolation is set up. There will be 1290 days. So I believe. This is what Jesus is speaking about. This is the only reference here. From the time that the daily burnt offering is taken away and the abomination of desolation set up, there will be 1,290 days. Now, you could. some people want to make the case that, obviously, well, Daniel's speaking about you know the Maccabean or the Antiochus Epiphanes and whatever. And there is a parallel there. But Jesus, who is living okay, after the fact here, references this reference and says this is regarding the last days. So he understands, obviously, he's living after the time of that conflict. He's not, he's not speaking about the Daniel Wars having been fulfilled in those days. So today, a lot of people want to say that Daniel 11 has been fulfilled in the wars of Antiochus Epiphanes against the Seleucus. But this is, not, this is really not what Jesus is saying. Okay? Because he kind of repeats a little bit what what Daniel is saying. I'm not going to get into too much context, but talks about escape. For them will be time of trouble. 
It's talking about the abomination of desolation. When you see that stand in the holy place, which is when sacrifices cease. Now, we live in a time where we need to actually see sacrifices begin. Some people talk about the 70th week of Daniel, the beginning of the 70th week being the beginning of sacrifices. It could be, but at the end of the day, it could be even before then. But it is prerequisite, if you're going to take this literally and seriously, that sacrifices be being performed in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount. So that has to happen before Jesus can come back. And if you're not going to, if you're going to take what Jesus says personally, seriously, then you have to acknowledge that. Because he's the one who said, so when you see the abomination of desolations, which is spoken of through the prophet Daniel, and you go to the verses that Daniel's speaking of, and it talks about that time, you know, is is linked to the time that the daily burnt offering is taken away. You can't separate that. I think that is uh, inseparable. And as I look at it, you know, I've I've studied a lot of this material. It's starting to kind of form in my head how I I, I see this picture forming. It's like, well, this is a marker. Besides everything else, wars, wars, rumors of wars, whatever. And he doesn't really focus on that. But this is the thing that he talks about. That is the sign. Is the daily burnt offering being taken away and the desolation set up. Now, Jesus goes a step further. So he warns people, get out, run, whatever. And if those days were not cut short, you know, no one would be delivered. Then it says, in, in that context of those days, then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. I think this is so, so underplayed in uh, prophecy teachers today, especially because a lot of them don't believe in a potential anti-Messiah. When I say that, I, I mean uh, a false Messiah. They believe in a counter-Messiah, but not really, a f not really a Messiah. Jesus was not warning about invaders. He's warning about Messiahs. If someone says to you, Look, here's the Messiah. There he is. Do not believe it. Four false messiahs, and this is what I was looking up. You know, other we often refer to Antichrist as, you know, Anachristos, but Jesus doesn't warn of Anachristos. He warns of Pseudochristos, okay, which is false messiahs, okay, spurious messiah, false messiah. Pseudo is false. So then will arise false messiahs and false prophets and show great signs and wonders, insomuch that it were possible to deceive the very elect. To who? Deceive who? The very elect? Israel. In those days, that's when the false messiahs and false prophets are going to rise up and show signs and wonders. So that is the problem. Okay, I think what's in view here when we say Antichrist, it's false messiahs, false wonders. You go to Thessalonians and... That is the same language that Paul speaks about when he's dealing with return of the Lord and the man of lawlessness. So he's talking about the man of lawlessness. He will sit in the temple of God, declaring himself to be God. And, and, and again, signs and wonders, whatever. This works. It, it just does. Now, some may disagree and some may say, well, whatever. But I think... If you're going to be honest to Scripture, you're going to have to take that into consideration. So that is why I do believe that these things are interesting, the agreements, the covenants, the things coming together. All this could actually lead to Jerusalem 
again, building a temple and starting sacrifices. Now, that has my attention because Jesus clearly, clearly enunciates that the sign um, that marks the last days is the abomination of desolation. And it's connected to the taking away of the daily sacrifice. That's not speaking of the 70 AD destruction because it clearly in Daniel talks about, or Matthew 24 talks about him coming back. Some people say, well, that was Daniel, that was, uh, you know, seven or 70 AD, blah, 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 blah. No, that is not what he's, he's he, it is preceding his return. And that is important to note in context. So that's all I have for today. I'll, I'll do some more sessions, hopefully more often now this winter. It's been kind of a crazy summer, crazy year. I don't know what to make out of all of it. So blessings to you. I hope this was encouraging and uplifting. And as always, um, study, study, study. Actually, one thing I want to say is my book is edited and it's proofread. I will be hopefully publishing it before too long. So if you're into that sort of thing, look for it. It will be called Identity Crisis. At least that's what the title is I have now. And it should come out before too long. So blessings and have a good uh, day wherever you are.